Pastors away. This morning we're starting a series on worship. I wanted the kids to be in this because I think kids are a whole lot more exciting than adults sometimes. So here we go. So this morning we're starting a series on worship and I need you all to stand to your feet for just a few moments if you don't mind. If you can, if you, if you have, you know, disabilities or something, we don't, if you're injured, you can stay seated. But uh, this morning, we're doing this series on worship. And see, Webster defines worship as this. It's a reverence offered to a divine being or a supernatural power. It's an act of expressing such reverence to show respect and love for God. So right now, this is what I would like to see us happen, okay? Who in here loves to worship their creator? And we just had a, a moment of just song and praise, and we had a good time, and, which is awesome by our worship teams every week we get here. But we, I want us to, as a church, as everybody together, to give God praise for 60 seconds in a worship. Like, and the worship doesn't have to be like hooting and hollering. Um, it could be kneeling. It could be coming to the altar for 60 seconds. Some of you guys are like, oh man, 60 seconds, that's not a long time. But I'll challenge you, if you, when you time yourself to do something, I challenge you, like, do it at this process. You can be like, man, it's only 20 seconds so far, okay? But this is what, and I'm just being real with you, okay? When I pray to God, you know, music really allows me to get into that atmosphere. I think, who, how many of you guys listen to music on a daily basis? Almost everybody, okay? Music is like, or the soul, like, it's, it gives us energy. It also gives us different types of moods. And I believe that when you put the right music on, God just like inspires instruments, inspires musicians. And then he gives like that experience that you've never can get without like music sometimes. Although not to say you can experience God's presence in a heavy way without music too. Amen. All right. So I think music just helps get me amped up sometimes. So what I would like us to do, I want you guys to think about your creator, the savior of your soul. The one who created everything about you inside and out. And I want you to worship him for 60 seconds. And to God, that's probably, God's probably like, only 60 seconds, Joe? Come on, seriously? But just for time's sake, 60 seconds. And I think it's awesome for the kids because I think the kids are going to be louder than the adults. I'm sorry to say. But I think we can see a great, great presence of God if we just do this for 60 seconds with me. So we're going to put a countdown on for 60 seconds. You're going to see 60 seconds. So I don't want you to stop. Okay, I don't want you to stop. And, he, and hear me this. Here's this little side note. If you're sitting there today and you're like, oh man, I really don't want to do this. You're not going to get anything out of this. Okay, and, and you, and to be quite honest, like you can sit there and like, this is so stupid. This is going to be boring. You know, oh man, that you can sit there, but don't say it doesn't work. All right, you can't leave this play and say, but that didn't work. Well, you didn't engage. I believe God wants us to come expecting to hear from him on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. And I think when you come expecting, when you open your Bible at home, when you expect to hear God, when you sit down and pray, when you expect to talk to God, then God comes in like a rushing mighty wind. And there's nothing going to stop him because you've already invited him. Does that make sense? So this morning, before we get into really what we do about worship, what worship really is, it's an act of reverence to God. So it does, like I said, you don't have to be the loudest today. I just want you to worship God the way you want to worship God today. If you want to jump up and down, go for it. If you want to run around, go for it. If you want to kneel, go for it. If you want to just sit there in peace, go for it. But I just ask you to spiritually open your heart and allow God to move. Can we do that together? All right. So we put the 60-second countdown on. The worship team, that's why the worship team is still up here. They're going to play a song. They're going to play whatever for 60 seconds. I want you to tell God how much you love him. I want you to worship to your creator in ways that you've never, never done before in public. But I believe when you do it, God's going to break walls down in your life. All right. So for 60 seconds. Oh, he started. Let's go. We're, let's go. Thank you, Jesus. God, we give you praise. We thank you, God, for who you are. 
Lord God, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I thank you, God, you're a great physician, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I praise your name, God, for who you are. God, you are so good. God, I thank you for life, Lord God. I thank you for the ability to walk, Lord God. I thank you for the instruments, Lord God. I thank you for the things that you allow us to be a part of, Father God. I pray right now, Father God, for people. And I pray, God, that this country, this city, this town would know who Jesus Christ is, Father God. That Christians would step up and be the soul, the soul center of this universe, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that no people are, Lord God. Lord God, we give you praise. We give you glory, God. We shout out to the top of God's cross. Kids, I'll dismiss you. Turn to your neighbor and ask them how they feel. Respond, neighbor. Respond to your neighbor. Tell them how you feel right now. Kids, do the same. Ask people how they feel. If you don't feel great you didn't engage if you don't feel great you didn't expect something i tell you what i hope you feel as good as i do right about now i'm just saying you know god is good amen god's alive friends we don't serve a dead god we serve a god who's alive and well kids go off to class man have a blast all right have a blast praise god Praise Jesus. Can we get up for our worship team once again for bearing with us? They do an awesome job. Praise God. We're about our heads one last time before we really get into the meat, the word of God this morning. God, I thank you for today. 
I thank you, Father God, as we talk about worship, Father God. I pray that your words would come forth. Joe Callie's words would fall to the ground. But, Father God, you speak to the hearts of those who are in here this morning. I pray that our eyes, ears, and hearts are already open, God, to hear something new in your most holy and precious name. And everyone said, amen, amen. You may see you now. Worship is awesome. Okay, when we give God our great reverence, our respect, the love back due to him, there's this overwhelming of just like a peace that comes over you. Okay, how many of you guys feel peace right about now? How many of you guys feel just overjoyed? How many feel like the anxiety or the things that you came in like to church with like was gone for a brief moment? For that 60 seconds, it was gone. Could you imagine? That's what heaven's going to be like. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to have to worry about a darn thing in your life ever again. Okay? It's all going to be there. Okay? You're not going to have any anxiety, no depression. But I tell you right now, so if you go through hard times, that's the very thing you guys need to do. Okay? I need to do it as well. I'm preaching to myself. Is the fact that when we're going through difficult times, it's not to go quickly to somebody else and tell them all about it. It's to simply, if you want to turn music on, go for it. But literally give God worship. Give God the words that you are feeling. Give God your life. Because that's what truly worship is. So this morning, obviously we're talking about worship. See, when we worship God, God then, when we tell him, God, you're our number one, he in turn responds and gives us his presence. And he in turn gives us his admiration and his love for us. Because guess what, friends? We are God's number one. We are who God wants. God wants every son and daughter that was ever created to enter into eternal glory with him. That's his desire for all of us. So as when we make sure that we are right with God and that he's our number one man, we're going to feel like we're number one. We're not going to feel like we're the scum of the earth. We're not going to feel like we can't do something. We're going to feel like we can do something because our God in heaven has our back. Amen? So worship, though I think sometimes in this culture that we live in, that we think worship is only this time that we just had here, like with music and playing instruments and things like that. But I think worship, it goes deeper than just this little brief moment that we call worship. Okay. I think worship is more than you just going home for 60 seconds, put music on and just doing that. Worship is actually doing more than just that. Worship is your life. Worship is my life. Repeat after me. Worship Worship. is my life. life. Let's do it again. Worship Worship. is my life. You see, and we get this with the book of Romans chapter 12. And this is where it reads. If you want to open up your Bibles, Romans chapter 12, we'll read the first two verses. So start with verse 1. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies, everybody say bodies, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is your true and proper worship. Everybody say proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, our true and proper worship is our offering of our bodies as a living sacrifice to our creator. That is what worship is. It's not all the singing. It's not all the dancing. It's not all the shouting. Although all that might be fun and might be good for the moment. But rather it's our entire bodies. It's our entire beings being sacrificed to our creator. Everybody say bodies. bodies. That's this right here. All that we are made up of deserves to go back to God. Our bodies are no longer our own. Which means that we cannot just do what we want to do when we want to do it, when we make ourselves happy. What we personally desire is no longer important. We are called to sacrifice them to our creator, to God. Making our life holy and pleasing to God. You see, we were created, you and I, our bodies were created for God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 
says this in verse, in verse 13. It says, you say food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. But the body, however, is not meant for sexual morality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. We were created for the Lord. Our bodies are not supposed to be tossed around from here to there, to this person, to that. Rather, our bodies are for God alone. Our bodies should honor, which means our bodies should honor God no matter what we do, no matter what we say. Everything we do and say with our bodies should bring glory and honor to God. This, my friends, is what truly worship is. When we are worshiping God, that people would see that, wow, they don't see Joe anymore. You know, they see someone who's giving reverence to someone who's more supreme than him, and that's God, our creator. When we worship God, we give him our life. So it's not just this 40-minute thing, 30-minute thing we do on a Sunday morning. You need to get that into your head is that we, are, we need to get that in our head that worship is my life. Everything I do is worshiping God. Or at least it should be, right? We all make mistakes, but our greatest thing to do on this earth is to worship God 24-7. Worship God late at night. Worship God when you go out and eat. Worship God when you go and play some ball. Worship God when you go grocery shopping. Worship God with our entire being. Then we are showing God that he is truly number one. You see, believe it or not, I don't think we were just created to live this luxurious, comfortable lifestyle here in America, here in this world. I don't think we we're just supposed to like live to like own a home and that's it or get the fanciest of things. I think you and I were created to do so much more than that. I don't think we were created even to just be happy. I think if we worship our God with our body, we will be happy. Believe it or not, I think you and I were created for something greater than just all that. This right here is not our destination. Amen? Some of you guys like, praise God. This is not it. But let me tell you, we are supposed to have life to the fullest. John chapter 10 verse 10 says this, I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullest have it to the fullest we are not supposed to just be sitting back and lazy and not doing things or sitting back and just vegging out on your recliner every day or whatever you know or just sitting back and doing what you want to do because it makes you happy we are supposed to be living life to the fullest means that we're supposed to be energized we're supposed to get ready to go we're supposed to be excited about what about god about god that's who we're supposed to be excited about not excited about to get in the latest and greatest, but excited about to experience God yet again today in my life. On a 24-7 basis, we can't do that. But man, if we just desired more of God in our lives, what would it be like? What would your life be like? What would your circumstance really be like? Would you even be in the circumstance that you're in? God wants our bodies, our whole entire being. That's the cravings you have too. I mean, think about the cravings you have. I am craving Oreo cookies right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I can go some for double stuff, Oreos, okay? But have you guys ever craved God? You know, have you ever craved, like, I want God? Not just because I need God at this moment, because, oh, man, I'm going through a hard time. But, man, I just, I just feel like I want more God right now. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean, like, oh, he gives you another slice of something. All it means is you're dying to yourself and allowing to yourself to open up to say, hey, I want to read the Bible right now. I want more of God. I'm going to read the Bible. I want more of God. I'm going to pray. I want more of God. I'm going to be a light to somebody out there in this dark place. You see, we're supposed to have life to the fullest. And I believe having life to the fullest 
is making a huge difference in the world that you and I are living in. If we're worshiping God truly, the world will notice you and I. If we're worshiping God truly, this city, this town would notice you and I. If we worship God truly, our life would be lighting this world that it cannot be put out. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16 says this. You are the light of the world. What are we? What are we? A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are called to be light. Everybody say light. Light. And we are to shine bright. Everybody say shining bright. bright. What's funny to me is that this is Jesus telling us, right? Jesus telling us, hey, you're the light of the world. Then, if you look at John chapter 8, verse 12, let's see this. He says, this is Jesus saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, what this means to me, let me break it down to you. Jesus says that you're light of the world. Jesus also says that, hey, I'm the light of the world. And this is how I interpret it. This is what I believe what God is trying to tell us is that, hey, as long as you're with Jesus, you are light. You're light of this world. But here, check this out. Why is Jesus light of the world? Because of his relationship he has with his father. Because of the relationship he has with his father. So then why are we light of the world? Because of our relationship we have with Jesus. So if our relationship is with, right with Jesus, we'll be shining bright like crazy. But when our relationship with God is not right, what that means is when our relation, when we're doing what we want to do just because it makes us happy, when we're doing and living life the way we just think we should live because that's what I like to do, there's something wrong with your relationship with Jesus. So therefore, you're no longer, you're no longer shining bright. Does that make sense? When Jesus walked this earth, there was moments where Jesus could have stopped shining. How about in that desert for 40 days? Okay, being tempted. He very easily could have said, you know what, devil, you're right. I am starving. Give me some of that bread. He very easily could have done that. He very easily could have, in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he could have easily have said, God, this is way too hard for me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. This is, this, is way, this is not what I signed up for. He very easily could have done that. But no, Jesus understood his relationship with his father. And who he was. How many of us fail at that sometimes? We forget who we really are. Because our relationship with God is not where it's supposed to be. Which means our body's not worshiping God the way it's supposed to be. See, we were designed for a great, greater purpose. I really do believe that. I think each individual in this place, each individual ever created, I think God has a great, huge plan for each of us to do something more than you've ever dreamed in or even imagined. But we can't do it on our own power. We're going to fail. We're going to struggle. But when we worship God on a daily basis, not just waiting on a Sunday morning to put music on and play, when we worship God on a daily basis, your light starts to shine and shines brighter. And then you get into this moment of you just love shining bright. You just love for the fact of people noticing God in you. Not that you're getting a prideful attitude and a prideful, yes, right, right, I'm shining bright, that's right, you know. But it's like, you know what, God, you're right. You're right. One of the things that really drives me nuts today, and it probably drove me me nuts 10 years ago too, but it's just more evident today, is 
people constantly focusing on all the quote-unquote darkness in this world. A lot of people that I know of, the reality is this, is that so many people focus on the news stations or the newspaper, and they always say, man, this world is dark, man. This place is going, and just saying, oh, man, it's, it's getting rough out there. You see all this stuff, the terrorism on the rise, ISIS is getting nuts. They're about to attack America and all this stuff, and I don't know if that's true. But the reality is, that's what I hear out there. People are like scared, and like, oh, man, this is so crazy. You know, our schools are like this, and all this fear, and all this, the world is just so dark and so dark. And that drives me nuts. Because I want to look at them. And these are, these are believers. These are people who say they believe in God. And I want to look at them and say, and what are you trying to tell me? Because I don't know about you, but the word of God already said this is all going to happen. Saying like this already says like there's going to be terrorist groups upon terror groups, terrorist groups about to happen. It already says that the world's going to guess what? It's going to end. I don't care how long you try to recycle for. It's going to end, all right? I don't care how green you want to go, it's going to end. Although that stuff is great, okay? But the reality of this, there's going to be a moment of time where God finally puts up his hands and says, enough is enough. Bring my people home, and let's just wipe out the rest of the people who are just giving him no respect, no worship that he deserves. You see, that's what drives me nuts, Okay, but then here's the other thing that drives me nuts is people just go around and talk about how horrible it is, how dark it is and how scary it is and and all this stuff that's on the rise and all this stuff. But what do we do about it? What do we do about it? We go to like the coffee shop. We talk about it. You have a coffee. Yeah, that's it. You go home. That's it. You go get on the phone. Hey, did you hear what happened? You know, did you see the latest thing that happened? You know, did you see the headlines? I'm not telling you we don't have to know what's going on, I guess, in the world. All I'm saying is, Let's stop worshiping the dark sides of this world. You know what I'm saying? Let's start looking at the Bible and say, okay, that's right, God. You're right. Yep, you're right. Yes, you're right. I saw that in the Bible. You prophesied that in Ezekiel. You prophesied that in Isaiah, that this was going to happen to Israel. You prophesied that was going to happen to Russia. You prophesied all this stuff. It makes sense. You know, it makes sense. So now what do we do with that? What do we turn around and do after we hear all this stuff that's going on? I think if we spend more of our time focusing on what God says about you and what God says that you can do in this world, the fact that you are a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, like if you understood that, then you wouldn't be so wrapped up in trying to watch Fox News or CNN or NBC for like three hours a day. All right? And I'm not going to have you raise your hand because I'm sure there's some, some lovers out there that love just to turn on that news and just sit there like, man watching whatever TV show on there on the Fox News Network or uh, CNN or NBC and stuff like that, you know? Or even if it's on Facebook. I mean, good night. How many hours do you guys spend on Facebook? How many hours do we spend watching TV? If we literally ask ourselves, okay, is this going to worship God today right in this moment? As I sit here and watch the TV for the next 30 minutes, is that really going to worship God? Like I said, that's 60 seconds that we had. That's what heaven's going to be like. You're not going to have to worry about eating. You're not going to have to worry about drinking. You're not going to worry about going to the bathroom, you know. You're not going to have to worry about kids pulling on you. Hey, I want to go here. I want to go here. That's what heaven's going to be like. We have to try to create that on a daily basis for our life, but yet still do the things of this earth. Does that make sense? Because we have to live on this earth. God's not an idiot. He knows what he put us here for, but he's given us wisdom to say, if you just worship God with your body on a daily basis, You'll be able to shine brighter than ever. And you won't even know that you're shining sometimes because it's just common sense. So at this moment, this is what I'm going to ask you guys to do. Instead, if we just focus on the word of God, what our lives could look like. 
So imagine if all the Christians in all this world, all over the earth, okay, had a true relationship with God, what would that look like? What would that look like if everybody all at once was like, yeah, we're all on the same page, we're going to worship God with my life today? Don't you think we'd be shining brighter than ever before? Don't you think that cities would be all over the place shining bright because people's love for their creator? You see, if only of us could take that personal evaluation, is my body worshiping God today and am I shining bright? So here we go. You could turn off all the lights. And you know, you've been around this. We've, we've all done this before. You're singing the songs. This little light of mine, I almost lost it. <laughs> you know, this little light of mine, even these lights. Turn it all off. The back display if you can. Uh, warning, it's going to get really dark. Okay, now check it out. Okay, this is the darkness of the world, right? Let's just illustrate this for a second. Okay, the world is dark and like and all that stuff. And can I just get one of those lights, Dawson? I don't care which one. Just flip one on. There we go. All right. How many guys would like to just sit in here and for the next hour or two with this lighting? If I told you, open up your book, open up your Bible, open up something. Some of you guys feel like a little awkward, maybe. But let's be honest. Like it's a little, it's a little weird. If I said, okay, guys, for the next you know two hours, we're just going to sit like this. Try to have conversations. Hang out. I don't know about you, but we lost lights. Did anybody lose lights just this past, uh, was it Friday or something like that? I don't know. There was a little storm, whatever. But here we go. We have, we have these little lights. Now, some of you, if I said, man, Weston, it's so dark in here, man. This is so weird. I don't like this at all, you know? And then if I come over here, Adam, yeah, this, it's really dark. Yeah, the world is just dark, man. It's just the way it is. You know, it's just, it's scary though, isn't it, Adam? all this the, the news that I'm watching today whew, it's horrible you know Al man it's it's dark isn't it dark it's kind of weird what what do you think we should do Al Frankie what do you think we should do some of you sitting around would hear this and like there's probably one of you in here right now probably thinking I'm gonna get up and turn one of those light switches on this is annoying you know right isn't that just common sense so Dawson turn on some lights it's just common sense right you're sitting in a room it's dark what are you gonna do Turn on the light. And it's not like you're going to battle with the light switch. Okay, light switch, when I turn you up, man, you better turn on. Light bulbs, you better be working. You know what I'm saying? Because if they don't, man, I'm going to be so mad. We don't battle like that, do we? I don't know about you, but when I go home and I turn the light switch on, my light goes on all the time unless the bulb blows. Okay? But let's be honest. People who are just constantly watching all those news stations, always reading the newspaper, always saying how dark our world is. Guess what? You're absolutely correct. Our world is dark. It's supposed to be dark. Because why? Because it's a challenge for God's people to be a light in this world. And that's the challenge that when we become light for God, that's why you're going to shine so stinking bright because the people around you are probably not shining. And when you get together with other people who are shining bright, that's what makes us become a city on a hill. So just like it's common sense for some of you guys sitting here in the dark, I'm like, this is annoying. Let's just turn a stupid light switch on, please. I don't want to be in the dark. I like to see who I'm sitting next to, you know. It's common sense. So the common sense for you and I in the spiritual realm is to, I need to turn my light on. I need to turn my light on. However you got to turn that on. Whether that's because you got to go into your workplace and realize, you know what? I haven't been shining at all at work. I've just been doing work because that's what I'm supposed to do. Whether it's because when you go out with your friends or when you go, go out to eat, maybe you don't shine bright. Maybe you give the smallest tip you can ever think of. Maybe you don't tip at all. Maybe you're so angry and get so uneasy. I'll tell you right now, when I used to be so annoyed when waiter, waiters and waitresses like take forever with my food. It would drive me nuts. 
It drives me nuts because I used to be a waiter and I knew there was a minute window. There's a, like within the first 60 seconds, you better be on your table talking to them, you know? And when that doesn't happen to me, that drives me nuts. And Becky's good for that because she says, Joe, relax. They're people. You don't know what kind of day they went through, you know? So maybe that's the New Yorker in me. I don't know. But I start thinking, you know, maybe that's where I need to shine bright. Maybe I need to shine bright when I go out to eat. You know, maybe I need to shine bright when I'm home, discipline my kids. I need to shine bright when I'm making dinner. When I need to shine bright everywhere I go. Because if we do that, friends, we're truly worshiping God, aren't we? With our bodies? Okay? So the challenge for all of us this morning is to understand that our bodies are not our own. Our bodies were meant to give God glory. So if we can just stop focusing on, oh, well, I'm not happy doing that. I'm not happy eating and drinking that. I'm not happy, blah, 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 blah. You fill it in the blank. Whatever you're going through, I don't know. We're all at different levels. We're all different stages, not levels. We're all at different stages of our life, our walk with God. And it's important for all of us to shine bright, though. Jesus took tax collectors and said, hey, you're my disciple. He didn't say, okay, Matthew, before you become my disciple, I need you to put, through, put you through a one-year class. You've got to walk with me. You know, I've got to show you how to shine. Okay, I got to show you what to do. I got to tell you what to say. He quickly took Matthew and said, hey, man, you want to follow me? And whatever Jesus had, I believe he was shining bright. That Matthew was like, oh, I am gone. I am with you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? People are like, Jesus, yeah, you're right. But you all know the story. You all know what happened. Jesus didn't live this luxurious lifestyle to become a king in a mansion in Rome. You know the story. When you're living for God, man, it's going to be, it's going to be, you're going to have seasons of being of great joy, seasons of great sorrow. But the beautiful thing is, we shine bright in both situations. And watch what God does in your life. Watch what God does in your life. Watch the people come around you. Watch the people that you never thought would even think about coming to salvation. All of a sudden say, man, you are shining brighter than I've ever seen anybody shine through the circumstance. You're shining brighter. You're walking around with a big old smile on your face. You're walking around you, like you enjoy this life. Because I'm telling you right now, the world, the people who don't follow God, guess what they're saying? Man, this world is dark. <laughs> they're saying, man, this world, man, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, man, I remember when I was a kid, you know. They're all saying the same stuff. How dare they say the same stuff and we say it too. Our response should never be like, yeah, you're right, it's horrible out there. Oh, man, this is bad, this is bad. Our response should be like, I know. And the Bible told me it was going to happen like this. But I also know what the Bible is going to tell me what happens after this. If we were to do that, people would be like, whoa, what do you got? What are you about? Because they're going to want that. Amen? My challenge is this. Take that personal evaluation. Am I worshiping God today? When you leave your house in the morning, ask God to help you to shine bright. And then when you go throughout your day, ask the question, am I worshiping God today? And if not, do it to your best ability, however that has to be. And I challenge you, because when you do that, friends, that 60-second window we had in the beginning of service, remember? You guys felt great. You guys were happy. And I'm not telling you like it's an emotional thing, but... But to be quite honest, when you're in the presence of God, there is nowhere else that you'd rather be. I don't want to be sitting at home figuring out my finances. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be in the presence of God. So 
Will you just shine bright with our bodies? And that'll be worshiping God. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you, God, for... One, I want to thank you for allowing us to be here at Lighthouse. I want to thank you for the leadership you put here, Father God, with Pastor Richie, Father God, and his family. I pray that you bless him and his family as they're on vacation. They're hanging out as a family. Lord, help them to get re-energized. I pray, God, that you just strengthen that family unit. And I pray, Lord God, as we, as we talk about worship, Lord God, for the next few weeks, God, I pray that each of us would understand the true importance of worship. And Lord God, that today, after this message, that we understand that, yes, we need to worship God with our entire bodies so that we can shine bright for you. So God, I, ch- I pray that each person takes that challenge to take that personal evaluation on a daily basis, saying, God, how can I worship you today? Lord, we love you and thank you. Be with us and help us to keep worshiping you as we leave this place in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Be blessed, my friends.